Yesterday, we were talking about the Council of Jerusalem. This is when St. Paul came to Jerusalem to meet with Peter and the other apostles because he had an important question for the life of the church. Do new Gentile converts, those who are non-Jews, have to become Jews before they become Christians? A big question, especially when you consider adult males to become Jewish would need to be circumcised. So do all Christians need to be Jewish first? Well, Paul knew he couldn't decide on his own, so he came to Jerusalem. All the apostles got together. Peter got up and spoke, and then it said everyone was silent. Then James, the bishop of Jerusalem, got up and spoke and clarified and expounded upon what Peter said. And everyone accepted the decision of the apostles as binding upon the whole church. They believed they had the authority to change the practice of what was in the Bible. Bible said you're going to be one of God's followers. You got to be circumcised if you're male. That's the sign of the covenant. Council of Jerusalem, the apostles, the new church, the new assembly of Jesus says, not anymore. The new sign of belonging to Jesus is baptism. Baptism is now what circumcision used to be in the old covenant. The new covenant, you enter through baptism and faith. That's it. That's actually a pretty bold thing to say. And if you think that's bold, well, in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, they send their decision along with Paul and Barnabas back up to their places of mission territory. And here's how they start their letter. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us. Now that's bold. The apostles, who just met together in Jerusalem, under the leadership of Peter, have made a decision. And they don't just say, well, we have decided, or we think it's best, or what do you think about this? They, they not only think that their decision is binding for the whole church, they even say it's not their decision. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us. So notice this idea of the church believing that it speaks for God, that the church speaks with authority, that when the church speaks on matters of faith and morals, the Holy Spirit speaks and will prevent the church from teaching error. Uh, the church didn't invent this in the Middle Ages, like some people think, oh, you Catholics, you came up with this infallibility doctrine and this definition of authority that probably sometime in the dark, dim monasteries of the Middle Ages or papal graphs for power. Uh, no, it's right there in the Acts of the Apostles. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us. They knew they had the power. The keys were given to Peter. Jesus said, whoever hears you, hears me. The church has had authority from the time that Jesus gave the first bishops, the apostles and the first Pope Peter, that authority. Not to, to lord it over people, not to make stupid rules that, that people get wrapped up in. After all, that's why they passed their first decision here about uh, not having to be Jewish first. They're like, we're, we're putting too many rules in front of people. What good did keeping the law do us? It was nice, but now those days are past. The law has been fulfilled. Actually, the apostles are trying to make it easier. So far from imposing stupid rules, they're actually allowing freedom of the children of God. Freedom for the Jews, freedom for the Gentiles, freedom to follow Jesus. And it's all because they knew they had the power. Well, brothers and sisters, the, the church today and the successors of the apostles and the Pope, the bishops, St. Francis, Pope Francis today, well, they know they've still got that power. Jesus didn't leave us a book, he didn't leave us a Bible. He left us an authoritative church, which 
gave us the Bible, see yesterday's talk, and continues to teach today. One of the most important questions we can ask when we're looking at 33,000 different flavors of Protestantism and all these other ideas, who speaks with the authority of Jesus? Well, the first Catholic bishops and the first Catholic pope knew they did. By what authority does anyone speak on behalf of God? Jesus gave his authority to the church. That authority continues in the church today, even despite unworthy leaders, people messing it up. Oh, just like the apostles messed it up, just like Peter, the first pope, messed it up. But infallibility does not mean they'll always do what's right. It means when the bishops and the pope come together and they teach infallibly, well, that means that the Holy Spirit speaks, and the Holy Spirit will prevent the Pope and the bishops from teaching error for the whole church in matters of faith and morals, and that we call the doctrine of infallibility. It's been there since day one in the church, and we should be grateful because it keeps us from going into error, but it also allows us to hear clearly the voice of the Holy Spirit, and God bless you.